Have you ever wanted to start running but don't know where to begin? This is part one of our conversation with physical therapist Chad Bame on running, training, how to avoid injuries, and more. Welcome to To Your Health, a podcast from Jefferson Healthcare. I'm your host, Maggie McKay. Thank you so much for being here, Chad. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. So let's get right into it. The roadie run is coming up in Port Townsend. And for people who would like to run in the race or just get started in running in general, what advice do you have? If somebody was coming to me and just said, like, this is my first run ever, I'd like to start running. First and foremost, we want to ensure they're safe. A lot of times what we think about is like kind of cardiovascular, like physiologically safe and mechanically safe. And usually what that means is if they've had like a history of any kind of heart disease or lung disease or any of those systems that pump oxygen and blood around your body, blood pressure issues, you know, definitely, definitely visit with your doctor first to make sure you're, you're safe to do so. And then like mechanically safe. A lot of times if you're pretty active already, you know, do quite a bit of walking and maybe a little jogging here and there, you're probably safe to just kind of start running hour a week or something. But if you're concerned, like if you have some nagging injuries, a history of injury, you know, definitely try and consult with some kind of movement expert, usually a physical therapist for like a technique assessment to assess any kind of like weaknesses you might have that might impact your training. Because that's the number one goal, right? To get to the start line healthy, feeling good and healthy. And in addition to that, what I might say is when you actually do start running, definitely keep track, you know, keep a, a journal, keep a log of how many miles did I do or how much time did I do? That can be really, really invaluable in progressing and kind of avoiding overtraining. And even if you do get injured or you do feel a little overtrained, you can kind of look back on it and say, oh, maybe I did this. Maybe you did too much that week or maybe I changed something I shouldn't have changed. Or That's kind of the bare bones of if somebody wants to start, that's kind of where, where I start with them. And so... And if someone wants to run a 5K or a 10K, how long beforehand should they start training? They should work up to it slowly, right? Right. And if you're coming in with like no running experience whatsoever, for a 5K, six weeks, eight weeks, you know, maybe 10 weeks, something like that, usually where I start, because like I do a little coaching on the side. And for those types of clients, they usually start with like run, walk. You might spend one week or maybe two weeks doing a certain fraction of running and walking. And then the section of running gets a little bit longer and the section of walking gets a little bit shorter until eventually you're doing the whole, an equivalent distance or an equivalent time. And like I said, depending on the person's activity history and the person's tolerance to running, you know, that might take a little bit longer, but as a minimum, if you're coming in totally cold, yeah, maybe about six weeks, if you're already in shape a little bit, like say if you're doing a little bit of walking, a little bit of running, you can probably shorten that up a little bit. And it depends a little bit on the distance too, if you want to do, because like 5K, you know, you can get in shape for that a little bit easier or a little bit faster than a 10K, you know, six miles. That's that's a bit of a chunk for a lot of people. And so there you're looking a bit longer, like maybe 10 weeks, 12 weeks, if you're just coming in totally cold. But yeah, you definitely want to work into it gradually. Just last week, Chad, I work out a lot, but it doesn't include running. It includes, it's boot camp. It includes like jogging. So anyway, I was walking around the park and I looked at my watch and I had to be somewhere. And I'm like, oh my God. So I started running, even though I used to run, but I haven't in a long time. I 
When I was finished then that night and the next day, my back hurt so bad. And I thought, well, that wasn't smart. It did not dawn on me that even though I'm in good shape and I work out a lot, that running is different. It just uses different parts of your body. So you work with a lot of runners in your practice. What kinds of injuries do you see people running into? So the most common, like by far, most common injuries for runners are going to be patellofemoral pain, otherwise known as like runner's knee, or like a hip pain or a IT band pain. And luckily, most of those are like fairly easy to treat. The main issue is with like itises, you know, any kind of inflammation of a tendon or an insertion. Those, again, they're, they're fairly easy to treat. A lot of it's just kind of activity modification, usually stretching, strengthening of a particular area. But they do hang out for a while. So usually if somebody starts feeling like a nagging, you know, something coming on, it's important to consult early before it gets to a point where it's severely impacting your training. Because that's, you know, sometimes that's kind of the nice thing. But one of the frustrating things about runners sometimes is there's a determined personality. So a lot of times they'll just kind of like run through it until it becomes an issue. (laughs) And when really it's better to just like sacrifice a little bit of time away from running and focus on rehabbing or recovery to kind of get it to keep it at bay but that's you know, like i said most most common you got knee hip sometimes back and so yeah when it starts coming on definitely consult with somebody to get it kind of taken care of early should you stretch before and after so the recent research it doesn't say like to not stretch but it's more in favor of kind of like a dynamic warm up so Usually for most people, what that means is, you know, spending the first maybe three minutes or five minutes just kind of walking, getting the blood pumping a little bit. Some people might do like a knees to chest or like pull on the heel to the butt, you know, type of a stretch beforehand, which can be definitely helpful. And it's good for pretty much anybody along the lifespan. But I will say it is maybe like a little bit more important for older individuals coming into running a little bit later in life, the tissue just isn't quite as pliable as it used to be, you know, when you're 20 or something, 20 or 30. So definitely beforehand is good. And personally, I am a strong advocate of definitely after. It's kind of like, if you can do it before, do it before, but definitely do it after. And so when the muscle's nice and warm and pliable, stretching, foam rolling, Some people, if you have like a percussive massager, you know, something like that is excellent. It's an excellent recovery tool after a run. So yeah, definitely tissue pliability is big. The injuries you mentioned before, how can people work through those challenges? I mean, ice, heat, come see you. What do they do? (laughs) So at the bare minimum, like to start with, stretching ice and activity modification are probably the three biggest things. So like I said, reducing the time spent training a little bit, maybe reduce it by, usually I say about 8%, 10%, something like that. See if it makes a difference. If it's acting up after a run, definitely ice, definitely stretch. Try that out for about a week, maybe two weeks. If it's just not moving and not getting any better, definitely trying to get in with uh, a physical therapist to figure out like why isn't this getting better, <laughs> you know? And so... Yeah, usually the old acronym RICE, rest, ice, compress, elevate. You know, you don't need to do all of those, but definitely icing, stretching, and activity modification. Because sometimes you hear ice, heat, ice, heat, back and forth. 
So you're just saying avoid the heat, just keep the ice on it. Because what does that reduce the swelling? Right. It helps kind of get the inflammation down a bit. Actually constricts some of the blood vessels, which kind of squeeze out some of the fluid that would otherwise be kind of hanging out there and taking up space and becoming painful. You can, you know, like I mentioned earlier at the beginning of a run, like a dynamic warm-up, a really easy kind of walk, that can be effective in keeping some of those like itises at bay. Otherwise, you can do some like a hot pack beforehand as well. Usually we kind of categorize those things into either like an active warm-up or passive warm-up. So passive warm-up would be like a hot pack. So maybe like, you know, hot pack before, cold pack after, or just like just kind of walking and little dynamic stretching usually is pretty effective in warming it up enough. Let's say somebody starts running and pretty quick into it, they feel discomfort or pain. Should they just stop or run through it like you were saying some people do? So usually I follow like a 10-minute rule. So for most kind of small, like kind of nagging injuries, it should kind of clear up after about 10 minutes. Or in other words, if you, it's almost like a stoplight rule where if you start an activity and that injury or that kind of pain or nagging injury thing, if it gets better or even stays the same, that's kind of like a green light, you know, yellow light. Continue, but kind of be cautious. If it is getting worse, then just forget it, stop, go home. Give yourself the first eight to 10 minutes. And if it isn't changing or it's getting worse, just stop. Plus then you you still get 10 or 20 minutes of running in. So it's not like a complete loss, but you give yourself more time to recover. And yeah, just go home, stretch, ice. Just feels like a complete loss. Right, exactly. <laughs> but what a complete loss would be would be if you kept running and injured yourself more and then couldn't run for much longer down the road. So is it better to run on grass or around a track on that kind of AstroTurf or cement? I mean, a lot of people, all they have is cement. So is that worse for your bones and your back and everything? Interestingly enough, it doesn't seem to matter very much. More recent studies suggest that if you run on harder surfaces, the foot and the lower extremity, essentially, so if you run on a hard surface, they kind of make themselves a little bit softer to absorb some of that force. If you run on softer surfaces or uneven surfaces, they kind of stiffen themselves up a little bit to accommodate that softness. And so in the end, the ground reaction force or the force your body feels coming up from the ground is like about the same, regardless of the surface. Personally, I tend to try and get like a fairly even split of road versus trail. And primarily, not just as an injury prevention thing, but just to kind of like mix it up, you know, mentally it can be a little bit more pleasurable to, you know, run in the woods one or two days a week, or especially in Port Townsend, we're pretty lucky that we have a pretty extensive trail system. So, I mean, if you ran six miles, you could do maybe about three, two or three of them on trail also. In terms of like injury prevention, it doesn't really make like a whole, like a lot of difference, but in terms of like enjoyability of training, it can make a pretty big difference. The trails sound ideal. Well, I can't wait to talk to you again in part two of our conversation coming up in the near future. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise and giving us some good, solid advice on how to start training to run a 5K, 10K, or just to run in general. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Again, that's Chad Bame. 
To get more tips, go to jeffersonhealthcare.org. That's jeffersonhealthcare.org. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and check out our entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. I'm Maggie McKay. Thanks for listening. This is To Your Health, presented by Jefferson Healthcare.